Hello, welcome to the I wasn't going to put one out this week, but better late than never podcast. I didn't say soberish. Should I start that over? Hello, welcome to soberish. Just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Hey guys, I wasn't. I have so much shit to catch up on right now from Phoenix. And so I don't know how long this episode will be, but I want to get into a few things about the trip to Arizona. I want to talk a little bit about abundance because I'm getting a bunch of messages about that and a follow up on imagination projects. So this might be 20 minutes. This might be an hour. I don't know. We'll see. Um, if you are a patron, I am after this going to catch up on all the Patreon stuff that I have to catch up on. Thank you so much for being patient. I would like to actually segue a little bit into that. Um, real quick, there have been some talk of uh, structure and um, rules and stuff between some changes I had to make in the Facebook group and whatever. And um, I'm pretty non-rule oriented. And, uh, I know that about myself and I don't, um, I don't enjoy rules from other people. And I, here's kind of my thought process as far as not having a ton of date, like deadlines and rules and structure in the new world. Um, energy's a trip, right? Energy's a trip. You ever make plans with someone to hang out on a Friday night? Uh, but you make those plans on Tuesday because on Tuesday you're feeling really social and you're feeling really into it. And then come Friday and you're feeling very introverted because today you're purging and you didn't know you were going to be purging on Tuesday, but now you're purging. And by old world standards, you're a flake. You're a fucking flake if you cancel on this person, but you're really not in the space to go do it. So then you go hang out with them. Now you're hanging out with them from a place of guilt and obligation, right? And sometimes you get there and it's great. You forget that it, you forget that you didn't want to be there and it's a great thing that happened to you and that's fine. And other times it feels like a shrinking jacket and you really had some things that you needed to figure out at home and you really wish you could have stayed at home. Um, that's why energy is a trip. That's why I don't love, I don't love structure and rules. I kind of let letting things flow a little bit. Also structure and rules like really quickly turn into shit that sucks. Um, those of you who listen to Mormon and the meth head know that I'm insane about car seats. I think cars are literal death traps and it's insane to me that people don't understand anything about G force when putting their baby or kid into a car seat. And the reason that people don't know anything about that is because there's laws about it and people just do what the law says. It kind of makes us lazy. So this is like one of my issues with laws where it's like, uh, you just have this car seat in the car because of the law and you don't understand that that like chest clip has to be at a certain spot in order to keep your kid from launching out of the car. This is weird. This is, you're getting a little preview of what happens to me when I have postpartum depression, I become fixated on shit like this, but this is just my favorite example of like laws are fine. Rules are fine, whatever. But like it kind of takes away from the authenticity of the thing that we're doing. Does that make sense? Anyway, I'm trying to be an example with this podcast because like Jessa a year ago would like force herself to put this podcast out every Monday. Like Mormon and the Meth Head was out every week when it was supposed to be, which I'm sure is great for you guys. But these are like channeled messages half the time. They're like, uh, and I do try to record them, believe it or not. I do often try to record this or readings or whatever when I'm not in the space to do it and the technology will shut down and like the message will suck and the podcast will suck. I also don't put out podcast episodes that aren't great. Not saying they're all great, but like 
that don't, like don't feel right. I don't try to for I'm trying to not force things because we are going to live in a world that is like different than this world. And so much of this world, this is why we can't get to the place of like, what do you want to do? Well, society wants me to do this. No, what do you want to do? Well, I know my parents would be, no, what do you want to do? It's because you got all this shit in your head. So I'm trying to like get this shit out of my head. And that's kind of my, like, do what feels right when it feels right. And what if we just got rid of this? Like, hey, let's hang out Friday if we're both in the energy to hang out. But like, let's not guilt the other person. And this is something, I don't know if it's just LA or what, but this is something or the generation, like you know, the younger generations, but it's getting a lot cooler about being able to say like, Hey, I'm just not in the space. You know, we're doing a lot of work right now. It's kind of wild. Um, anyway, I don't know what made me go to that, but, um, Patreon is an, is an area that I feel differently about that because I feel like you are like paying money for the content. And so just know that it does like super bother me, um, if I don't get the content out. And so, um, I am getting all of that out today. All right. I want to talk about Phoenix a little bit. So for those of you that don't know, um, there is a discord server where it's kind of like a forum where everybody hangs out. A lot of people hang out from this group. Here's how you get to the discord server. Go to Facebook. If you don't have a Facebook, it takes literally minutes to set up a burner Facebook account. Go into the soberish group. Make sure you say something about Ascension or 5D or something so I know you're like an actual, like you listen to this thing and it's the pinned post in the Facebook group. You can delete the Facebook and never go back. It's a little bit of work. That bit of work gives you a place to talk about batshit crazy stuff without any worries about anybody uh, finding out about it. So that's what it's for. It's purposefully difficult to get into to prevent so that you guys have a safe space to talk. Okay. The Facebook is also like that. I, I read every single thing and decide who gets in there and they have to, they have to be using the language in order to get in there. That's to give you guys a safe place to talk. Anyway, please don't DM me for that link. Then, uh, in the discord server, they have like a meetup section where people from certain like geographical areas, like plan a meetup. And there was one being planned for Phoenix, which like I go to Arizona quite a bit and I had been trying to get a, a show scheduled there with the other podcast and it kept not working out. And so when I found out they were going to Phoenix, I maybe a little bit hijacked the whole thing by, um, I don't know, the aliens were like, take Patreon money and get like, get a place for everyone to hang. And then, uh, everyone else, like, so a lot of people went, I don't know how many people went. It was crazy. It was amazing. And there was a point Saturday night, I think, where I just sat on the couch and just like openly weeped about what was happening. It was the energy of people finding people who've been on this journey alone, finding like soul tribe, like being able to sit face to face with someone who speaks their language and understands them. Like the resonance in that house was, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. It was so fucking powerful and then to see your faces and to see like how cool everyone was and like like beautiful like energetically beautiful people healing each other I watched men like doing body work on each other uh energy work people were like gathered in like little spot it was just it was beautiful and it was the beginning of this thing that I saw 
I saw pictures of 20 years ago. And if this is happening, then that means the rest of it is going to happen. And it's not like I haven't known that, but to watch it actually start to happen was everything that I've, like, I can't even express to you the gratitude of like meeting you all. And I know everybody's going to tell me not to worry about this, but just so this is out there. And I meant to get in front of this and talk about it on an episode leading up to it, but I have very intense social anxiety. It's difficult for me to be around people I overthink. Uh, I tend to disassociate. I tend to leave my body. My autopilot sucks. Like you would think for as much as she is like fielding social interactions, she would have some skills in that, but she sucks. And so I, and then I, I like overthink the conversation. Then I transpose words and it's like, it's difficult for me. And especially if I'm in like, and that's like, not you guys should feel bad about talking to me. I just, I, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it. Sometimes I'm in a great space for it. And then sometimes I'm not, there are some like tricks, whatever, but this gathering for me was really about like you all meeting each other. And I don't mean for me, like I put it together cause I didn't Joe did, but what was so important to me and what is important to me in general is not being the center of anything or leading anything. I'm not that. That's not what I'm here for. I'm a mouth. That's it. I'm a mouth. I'm an entertainer. I'm a gatherer. I'm like, I'll stand in the middle and make a bunch of fucking noise, uh, in a crowded space so that everybody knows where to like meet up. And then it's about you guys connecting with each other and finding your own power and figuring out what your magic is and how you're going to bring it to the world and how you're going to shine. And that's what was happening at this fucking thing. And it was amazing. It was so amazing to watch. And if uh, my awkward lack of social skills made anyone feel like uh, that isn't the energy that I was in, I'm sorry. I just like, I'm not, I, I try to warn you guys, I'm not that great in person. It takes a long time for me to like feel comfortable around people and it has nothing to do with the people it's like me overthinking like saying something stupid or whatever it just like I don't know I'm skittish and it's dumb but I it was a fucking honor to meet all of you and to see this thing start to unfold and it just was confirmation for me that these next few years we are going to watch the world turn into this and what we're doing right now as we start to connect to each other is we're starting to lay the groundwork for what friendship and relationships and, and interaction and new boundaries are in the higher dimensional reality. And I want to get into that a little bit. Boundaries have kind of turned into a theme for me. Uh, as you may have heard in the frustration about the DMs earlier, um, I have finally reached the point where, and this is hard to say without sounding like I'm bragging, but I finally reached the point where like, I can't keep up with all the messages. I can't, like I work seven days a week and then I have kids and I can't, there's too many messages. And so I try to get in and at least like heart, like acknowledge them and stuff. I do read them. I try like, but now like chunks of days go by before I can get to them. The email is just my email, I need like a separate email for people from Soberish or something. And, and like, I don't know. Um, but it's like, it's like not from lack of wanting to, it's just like, I've like finally spread myself too thin. Um, I am also having an issue with people like not having very good boundaries with me. And so, 
Um, and it's happening to other people that I know. So I'm just going to put this out here and I'm still kind of trying to unpack it. I try to stay very accessible to everybody because I don't want to be in, I don't want to be some inaccessible, like star or guru, or I don't consider myself a celebrity. I think fame is asinine. I think we are a family. We're gathering together. Um, I'm getting message like an in, like an insane amount of messages from certain people who are then like making me like t- making me tell them to stop. And I I don't know if this is a mirror or not. Like it could just be a mirror because I've like and it's like several people and they've said in the message uh if you want me to stop, please just tell me to stop. But like I haven't responded to the messages in a really long time. And this is like this exact like thing is happening to other people. And I'm like, okay, is this a message about boundaries? Because to me, it's like, I haven't responded. You know, I haven't responded in several messages. That feels like, but that's my old, my old boundaries, right? Is I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to have to say, stop. I don't want you to talk to me. You know, I don't, I don't like the energy of this. Um, it, that's an awkward thing for me to do. I don't want to make anyone feel bad. I don't want to make someone be like, okay, well, how come she talks to them and not me? Like I think about all this shit all the time. I'm constantly putting myself in other people's shoes. So it's a, it's a really interesting thing for me. And then I kind of watched, I've been watching quietly on the internet, us start to figure out boundaries, right? We're starting to figure out like, what is an appropriate boundary here? Because in the old world, we were just like, you know, we looked at what other people did and we criticized what they did. And then, you know, someone like criticized a picture of me in the group the other day. And, you know, I got immediately triggered and like, like typed out like five snarky responses and then was like, okay, hold on a second. Fucking wait a second. Why does that bother me? Because people call me crack whore and shit on the internet all the time. I don't give a fuck. So I'm like, what in this thing bothers me? Well, it said something about me doing a celeb pose or whatever. And this is, isn't a call out of the person who said it. Um, this is just like, uh, it bothered me because that's something I'm afraid of. I know, like, I um, was having a rough fucking night the night of the show in Phoenix. Like, a rough night. Like... Um, when my self-esteem get like when I'm purging stuff, like my self-esteem gets off, like I like shape shift into some other thing that I don't recognize and it's fucked up. And that's how I felt at the show. And I didn't want to be seen. And I, I was just very self-conscious and uncomfortable. And so then taking pictures with people, every time I looked at the pictures, I was like, Oh, gross. Like I was trying. And then I was like, be cool. Just as these people like, uh, are, you know, they just came paid to be at a comedy show, like be cool. So I'm like, I'm in all of this turmoil inside of myself. And I think that this is something, uh, this is difficult for me to talk about right now, but I think it's important to understand that we're all in this level of like transformation right now. And it's important to be compassionate for each other. And I, this is a mirror for me as well to where I'm like, why did that act, that person act weird? And like, starting to get to the place where very rarely are people just arrogant. Like even arrogance now I see is like fear, right? It's fear of loss, fear of being rejected. And um, anyway, so somebody said something about the picture, which I was self-conscious about and wanted to tell the person like when I did it, I was trying to be cute. I was trying to be like sexy in the picture, which, you know, never works for me. 
And then um, I hated it. But I knew that I was having like this crazy, like even now I look at the picture, I'm like, what the fuck was happening with my face? Um, but uh, so then, yeah, the, the, the criticism or the, or the, com- the comment, I guess, was about, see criticism, uh, hear that? Um, was about like me doing a celeb pose or whatever. And it's just like, I'm so fucking afraid of that. I'm so afraid of that perception. I feel like I do so much to try to like prevent, uh, being pedestalized. And then I like, um, I keep trying to like neutralize that energy because that's not what I want. You know, I am an entertainer. Uh, I am, I do have a kind of public life and I do have people that follow my work, but I'm not like different than any of you and I'm part of your community and uh I don't like the like the thing where we like make entertainers the head of the is fucking weird and like I so I do try to like neutralize that but I got very triggered by that comment and then I'm like is it because I secretly want to be pedestalized is it because I like I did feel you know I was in like mental anguish I had to go get taken out to dinner and then like uh, five people had to listen to me, like talk through this, a fucking breakdown I had about a two minute long joke that didn't work, you know, cause I was just in a weird headspace. Um, I, uh, but so then it made me think a lot about like boundaries, like, like openly criticizing each other or like criticizing each other to our faces. Like, why are we so fixed on like the idea of somebody else is doing something wrong? I spent a lot of January, like criticizing my, uh, twin flames, like decisions in life, you know? And when I really got down to it, it was like, I'm mad that he, uh, like doesn't want me when I love him. Right. And, um, that's what I was doing to myself. You know, I was choosing someone who didn't want me over loving myself. And I think that most times when we feel fired up about, I was to say fired up. I sound like my dad. When we feel like passionate about what somebody else should be doing, it's cause it's something about ourselves. And it's an interesting mirror now that we're into the spiritual realms. Right. And it's also interesting when we have access to each other in a way that we haven't had access before. I talked a little bit, I think it was on a Patreon episode about the idea of like a new relationship parent. This is all over the place. Sorry. Uh, she says as if that's not how every episode is. I talked about a new relationship paradigm. Like what if we had separate bedrooms? Like doesn't separate bedrooms make sense? Not that you have to sleep in separate bedrooms, but like that that's there, that that's an option you know? So every night when you're sleeping together, it's cause this is where I want to be tonight. But like, we're all kind of taking up more energetic space and it's exhausting. It's exhausting to be in each other's energy as, as exhausting as it is to be in 3d people's energy. I was in a house full of like magic people and we were all like, man, I love you guys, but this is hard. It's hard to be around other big energies And I think moving into higher dimensional reality, that's something we have to really pay attention to. Because I think if you're stuck around somebody else's energy without having time to go like process and clear it out, we're going to start to project onto each other. And I think whenever we're focused on what somebody else should be doing, you're asleep. 
doesn't mean you've forgotten your divinity or anything else. But like when you're focused on what somebody else should be doing, you are asleep in that, in the dream. You're like in the game in that moment. So if you were like, so-and-so should be doing this, this way, or I don't like how this is this, like something outside of yourself that would be cool if we could like have that be a trigger for us to be like, Oh shit, focused on the, on the game again. What, what's really happening in here. And so that's been cool. Just like when I get triggered to be like, okay, why am I triggered? Like what, what in me, I must be secretly afraid. Um, and then, you know, not that your feelings can't get hurt. So I did just say like, Hey, just a reminder. Cause I think sometimes, cause you know, there are these groups where people should just be free to talk about the podcast. And I, um, often question whether or not I should be in them because in the last one, the last podcast, I got my feelings hurt all the fucking time. Do people talked about me? Like I wasn't in the room and just like things that meant a lot to me. Like I was very in love. Like I was sad. That relationship was hard and I was attached, you know, and I was trying to work through it. And then just to have people be like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck she thought that relationship was going to work. And it's like, yeah, I'm right here, man. I'm right here. And I do actually have feelings. <laughs> So yeah, it's interesting. And it was interesting to watch people's reaction, um, to that, that thread, you know, cause we're, we're really quick. We're really quick to, to jump down each other's throats. And I'm not necessarily against that. I feel like, um, not that I'm not, I don't think we should be forced to be love and light. You know what I mean? I just think that we should be honest. And if that person found that picture off putting, they should be honest about that. And then we should have an honest conversation. And then I should be able to be honest and say, uh, Hey, that hurt my feelings, but here's what was happening. And then, you know, that person, I don't, you know, I don't think, I don't think we should fake positivity. I don't think we should fake love and light. I don't think you should leave your fucking, uh, twin flame before you're done. I don't think you should force yourself to be nice when you don't feel like being nice. I think that we should play the game, like play it out, like walk, like be on the path until the path has done its thing. Otherwise we're just pretending again. We're just back in the game, pretending to be something that we aren't, but that's something that's like hard for me. It's hard for me to be a mess. You know, it was hard for me to be a mess in front of everybody Saturday night. I felt like I went to, uh, Lacey was also in a weird spot. Like we were both, that full moon energy was crazy. And, you know, during the day we were, Lacey cupped everybody all day. Was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. So there was like so much healing and purging. The, the um, There were like five of us in, in one house and Lacey cupped all of us and it was a lot like, just a lot. And then we were kind of, um, you know, exhausted, like energetically exhausted. God, was that Saturday or I don't know what fucking day uh, time is hard. Um, anyway, I think we're going to learn how to be patient with each other. We're going to learn how to use our words. I think we're in a completely different friendship relationship paradigm. And I think it's going to be complicated sometimes, I think we're going to learn a lot about our expectations of each other, um, our tendency towards like projecting our own fears of, you know, failure, unworthiness onto things outside of ourselves. And I think 
that there was definitely kind of a honeymoon period, us being around each other this week. And I felt like it should be a priority that we figure out ways to do this. I thought like, oh, maybe like an imagination project, early imagination project thing could be just kind of like renting a spot um, every couple months somewhere in different parts of the country. So different like groups can gather where it's like, you know, where it works and, um, and just learning how to connect. But I do think it's going to be a challenge. I do think, um, not, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but I do think it's going to present a new set of challenges that I think we should like open heart and heartedly like move towards. And this is like for me as well, you know, I'm learning, I recorded, um, I recorded a few minutes of this and then started over. So I don't remember if I already said this, but uh, it's hard for me if somebody puts a problem in front of me to not try to solve it for them. And that's a boundary issue that I've learned is that some people just need to talk through their shit. And for the most part, everybody should be making their own decisions. You should be making your own decisions. And in the old world, we used to go around and ask everyone else's advice. And now we really need to be following our own map because we all have different purposes. We're all doing different things, you know? And so I, it's, I'm having a hard time giving people advice on what they should do. Like, unless their guides are screaming it at me in the ether, it's hard for me to, I'm like, I don't know, what do you want to do? Cause it's so important to figure out like what it is that you want to do, but also just making sure that we're giving people tons of space to figure their own stuff out. There is no right or wrong. There is no good or bad. Just letting people be their thing. As long as it's not like pushing into your energy, but then also like really respecting other people's like energetic autonomy and energetic space. And I think I think I'm going, you know, I, I have started saying like, Hey, I don't love getting this many messages. And it's really hard for me to even say this right now, because I know that 20 people are going to be like, did I send too many messages? And, um, a lot of you message me on Instagram and I love it and I read them and you're not asking me for anything and you're not asking me for a response. And so I assume that, you know, that I love them and I read them and, and I, I don't want you to stop. Um, questions I think are a good indicator of, you know, um, so sometimes people message me like very broad questions that would like require me to sit there for a while and type out like a whole thing. But then other times it's like, I don't know, this is so fucking hard to talk about because I love hearing from everybody. So I guess it's kind of the energy in the background and I feel like the people whose energy is fine, uh, don't they're the ones that are like, Oh my God, I shouldn't send messages. And so I might just take this part out. I probably won't. Cause I don't, I don't have time to edit this, but, um, I especially, uh, I'm not available for dating or a relationship. So I guess like I'll put, uh, I'll put that out there. I'm not available for that for sure. So, um, if, uh, that's the energy uh, that you're in sending me messages. Um, not on the market. So, um, <sighs> how much time? <laughs> and we're done. No. All right. I did want to talk about abundance. I want to talk about two other things. Imagination project. I feel like that just turned into a huge bummer. And, um, 
I really want to take it out, but I'm probably not going to take it out. I just like, I love you guys so much and I'm so excited to be a part of this and it's really hard for me to set boundaries. And I know that I've said that and I guess that this is probably just a mirror for me to learn how to set boundaries, but I'm really trying to like let people close and like bond with everybody and then just over the course of the last month, I don't know what happened, but some people got very intense with me in a way that like really freaked me out. Um, telepathy and, and exchanging energy and stuff is really sensitive. And I think it's very important that you ask permission to connect with someone like that. And I think a lot of us are doing it unintentionally, but like... I find it scary, like scary. Um, I don't know. Like I have a good firewall that keeps like everybody, like everything kind of like out by a gate. And I'm like this kind of physically, I'm like this in every area of my life. And I'm trying to become like more vulnerable and let people close to me. And then when you come at me a thousand miles an hour aggressively and especially if it's like sexually romantically or you're talking about tapping into my energy or whatever like it's extremely violating and I don't think I'm the only person that this is I know I'm not the only person that this is happening to and so I think it's just something to be consciously aware of and it's a consent issue and sometimes it doesn't even resonate like I have had people and it's several people but I've had several people be like oh I was like in your energy or like uh, tapping into your whatever, talking to you in 5D or whatever. And, um, I, it freaks me the fuck out. It freaks me out. And so, um, and I don't think I'm the only one. And I think other people connecting through this community have had experiences where they've done like psychedelics together. And then there was kind of an unintentional thing or intentional. I don't, I don't know the details, but like, I think we are in a new territory. And this was something I was talking about in July where we're suddenly going to have access to each other. And this is why we had to hack codependency. And this is why we had to hack, we're hacking fear of intimacy and we're learning how to be in proximity in, of each other and tap into each other's energy. I have had a telepathic relationship with someone where I was kind of involuntarily getting very intimate, um, information about them because we didn't know how we were connecting to each other and uh because I was codependent it went like all all kinds of fucking south and so like trying to learn how to like work these controls and if you are tapping into someone's energy and you haven't had a, an audible conversation with them to know that like that's something that they're okay with I think turn that off, you know, I think find a way to turn that off or like I don't know be very tentative in the way that you approach these things while we're figuring it out because it is a boundary issue and um it is freaking me out and it's happening to other people like it's like I know several people that it's happening to so I think be very conscious of that and then if you want to know if you're maybe getting too much into people's energy if you've sent them you know a lot of aggressive this is so hard to say because I, I just like 20 people in my mind are popping up who just send me innocuous, cool messages about cool things. And, uh, they're not about me and you, do you know what I mean? The difference here where it's like, uh, um, fuck, why is it so hard to talk about? I'm like so concerned with hurting people's feelings. Um, 
I think you know. I think you know if you're if you're pushing boundaries. And think about that. Think about that. What you're doing. Are you being sexually aggressive in a non-sexual way? Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you energetically rubbing your genitals on my leg or somebody else's leg? Are you trying to get something from someone that they haven't explicitly told you they want to give you? These are things that we need to think about. And this is difficult for me to talk about. And I probably wouldn't even be bringing it up if it wasn't also happening to other people. But you do have access. We do have access to each other for this weird period of time where we all learn new firewalls and stuff. Like I have a great firewall, but that no one gets within a million feet. And so I'm trying to be someone who's like, okay, I'm going to let someone close to me to like for these friendships that I've never had these kind of friendships before. And I'm, I want to let like love into my life and stuff. And it was like the second I let this gate down, I have uh, multiple people right now that I, that are sending me like messages that are freaking me out. And, um, and then I don't have good boundaries. I don't have like it, 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 I would just like let people touch me rather than embarrass them and say, please stop touching me. And, uh, that's like the kind of anxiety that I walk around with all day. And I know that many of you walk around with all day. And if you were abused as a kid or taught that grow like adults can touch you, like you have that freeze, that freeze, uh, it's like fight, flight, freeze, or fawn or whatever. We're learning all these different responses to trauma. And on one hand, this is an, a mirror and an opportunity for me to say, Hey, I don't like this. Please stop this. On the other hand, some of you know better. I mean, come on. Anyway, there. <laughs> uh, moving on to abundance. Um, well, a couple other things. Imagination projects. So I've gotten so many messages for imagination projects, and I'm afraid maybe I wasn't clear in the last thing. So there's a website. When the website is up, there will be a form for you to fill out to put your information that will go there. All of the emails that I've received, I really appreciate. There's, I can't do anything with them. You're going to have to fill out the form when the form comes out. It's just not ready yet. I'm just not ready yet. I only talked about it on the podcast because I was also getting a ton of messages about it. Um, it's just not, it's not ready yet. So when it is ready, um, that's what there will be for you to fill out. And um, if you have ideas, you can just make the things like I don't, I don't, I don't want, I'm like really concerned about me. I don't want to start a cult. I'm like very actively trying to not start a cult. And so imagination project is like an idea. Like it's an idea of like, do you see a place where you could change the world? How would you change it? Do it. That's it. It'd be your own thing. It doesn't have to be under the, the, um, umbrella of imagination projects other than like, you know, imagination project is like an energy right um but to be honest it's so fucking amazing to see how like excited everyone is about it it's it's the same thing where it's like for 20 years I sat here in this reality with like these ideas not ideas but like scenes I had seen from the new world and it's just I can't fucking deal with how amazing it is to watch these things start to unfold I wanted to talk about abundance because this is also something that I've gotten a lot of messages about and I keep saying I'm going to do an episode. I just feel like I did an episode called Love and Money and I didn't want to repeat myself too much. But um, abundance is, period. Abundance is like the natural state of being. Abundant, like lack doesn't exist. Lack is an illusion. 
And so when people are like, I haven't hacked abundance yet, the, the energy behind it is that they have, that abundance is something that they have to earn or that it's like some unnatural state of being that they're trying to figure out. And it's like abundant, there's just this gigantic flow. And depending on your upbringing or programming, you have like a dam around it. And hacking abundance is not like people, it's like, it's not magic. It's just changing your relationship with the thing. And I love and money are so similar to me where love, like unconditional, just flowing love is, it just exists. But when you get wired for protecting yourself, you end up protecting yourself from the abundance of unconditional love. Right? So I had all these habits in my life that, that made me push people away and try to control the energy and, you know, um, run away. Cause I thought they were going to leave and read into things. Like I just, I, I stopped the flow of love into my life. I attracted people that would hurt me because I was trying to figure these things out. And this is kind of the same relationship we have with money. Money doesn't exist. It doesn't exist in the place where you are real. Money does not exist. It is an energy. And the reason that some people have it and some people don't really has to do with their expectation of that flow of energy. So what you want to do in hacking abundance has nothing to do with money. It has to do with you and your belief in lack. And so I hear people reinforce lack when they're telling me that they want to hack abundance. It's like, well, I don't, uh, I don't want to use Patreon as a, an example because I'm not trying to get you to sign up for the Patreon, but Patreon is a great example because it's $5 a month. And, um, and it's where I see this sentence all the time. So just like, here's my disclaimer, uh, apply this to a pack of gum, apply this to whatever the fuck else $5 is. Okay. You can afford $5. If you believe that you cannot afford $5, I fucking hate that I brought up Patreon for this, but this is, I see this sentence all the time. As soon as I hack abundance, I'm going to do the $5 a month Patreon tier. So this is what I had to do for years. I don't think that people have to do it this long, but I would say shit like this. And then, uh, luckily I was married to someone who wasn't raised poor, who would be like, hold on, wait a second, $5 a month you want something and you're denying yourself it for $5 a month. And then I would, it would sound insane when he would say it that way. And just like, what are the odds that you can't find $5 a month? And I'm like, yeah, okay, you're right. And then, but what, what that is, is it's a self-esteem thing. So pretend I'm talking about anything other than the Patreon. Cause this really isn't a sales pitch for the Patreon. Um, I've talked a million times about the poor people math, right? It's this thing my mom would do where she would say, uh, I really like these chips, but these are 60 cents more than the other chips. And, and I'm like 60 cents mother. And she's like, yeah, but I buy two bags a week. So it's a dollar 20. And then, so that's like five bucks a month. There's a good example of a $5 a month. What you're saying in that moment is that I am not worth $5 a month that I should make my, like what I want second to this money that doesn't fucking exist. And so it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, like him challenging me like that until it got to the point where I'm like, yeah, but this is a thousand dollars. And he's like a thousand dollars who cares. And that is honestly 
my relationship with money now. And it just flows into my life because I don't, you make it so big. You make it so fucking big. If now, if things are so tight that you can't come up with $5, because this is how you do it. This is how you break out. If things are so tight that you can't come up with $5, you won't hack abundance because that's how you hack abundance. So you say, I need $5 a month for this thing that I want. These chips, this Patreon, this whatever. I need $5 a month for this. I'm going to find $5. That's it. You don't say, I'm not going to have this. You say, I'm going to find this $5. And then you just go look for $5. Look in your couch for change. You have to give the universe a wallet. You have to give it an in. What you're waiting for is for a creation to show up without creating it. Does that make sense? You want to join the Patreon. Sorry, this is the best example. You want to join the Patreon. Join the Patreon. Go find the $5 and every month be like, I'm finding the $5. And then the next month, what do you want? Well, there's this thing I want, but it's $20 a month. Find $20. This, this thing of like, once I hack abundance is fantasy land shit. You're not doing anything for it. Change the paradigm. You ever notice that people who smoke fucking cigarettes are poor as shit, but they always have money for cigarettes? usually have money for cigarettes. They usually find a way to have cigarettes is because money doesn't exist. You decide the parameters of where it exists. Now, if you have a job that is hourly, I, I don't love hourly work, uh, or especially salaried work, monthly pay. These are, these are more difficult to manifest. Give the universe a wallet, give the universe a wallet to work with. If you're intuitive and you get messages, get on Twitter Put your cash app in your, uh, I feel, I just feel like I'm speaking uh, a foreign language to some people, but get on Twitter, put your cash app in your bio, put your Venmo, whatever in your bio and just start giving messages to people, just messages out into the ether. Give the universe somewhere to put the money. Uh, I love tipped jobs or like commission jobs somewhere where there's a variable in the amount of money because it's easier for you to believe. The problem is not abundance. Abundance is everywhere. The shit is raining from the sky. The problem is the size of the cup that you're holding out. And I feel like a fucking prosperity teacher by saying this, but you are deciding the limitations. When you say, I can't afford that hundred dollar thing rather than saying, oh, I like that. I'm going to find a hundred dollars and then go find the hundred dollars. I was talking to someone today who was like, I have to stay at this job to get my um, pension. No, you don't. You don't. There's a way to get that pension in less than two years. There just is because it, nothing's real. It's all fake. It's all fucking timelines. There's the, this is a holographic reality that you shape with your parameters. You set the parameters. You set the rules for your own game. The lack of abundance is because you're holding a thimble out in a rainstorm get the money. Just get the money. If you want the thing. Now, that being said, we don't want a bunch of shit that we say we want and we use money as an excuse. Stop saying you can't afford things. Stop it. I don't ever for years when I legitimately didn't have money for things. I never said that. My kids have never heard me even acknowledge money as a possible limitation. Even when it was, you know, when they're like, can I have this? And I knew I didn't have the money. I'm like, no, like 
we don't need that right now you know uh they have no idea that money is is a is a limiting thing for some people because i had to it took me years to deprogram that it is not abundance isn't something you have to figure out abundance is you have to figure out why you keep talking yourself out of it and for me and i've said this several times i did it by spending money now I have told people this and I'm weird about telling people this because then they go run their credit cards up and then don't do the second half. The second half is find the money. Find the money. I need a job that pays $30,000 more a year. Go find the job. The job exists. It all exists. Everything exists. You just write it into the script. So you have to do that. Change your expectation. Figure out why you think that other people deserve things more than you deserve things. You know, that was like another thing is I had this real like us versus them or like that's that that's something that happens for other people. There's no logical explanation for why I have money. There just isn't. It's because I expect it. I expect a certain amount of money. I don't love material possessions. I love the freedom, freedom of being able to do whatever I want. I set up multiple wallets, so there's like lots of ink. I don't save any of it. I think saving is a weird thing. That doesn't really line up with flow. Nothing against people who do save it. I just never subscribed to a bunch of things that people told me about money. They never made sense to me. I think it's odd that people live like, like in limitation for a lot of their life to save up for a future that might not be there. You know, now, I don't know, check me in 40 years when I can't retire. We'll see, but... We're not going to die, so it doesn't matter. Um, so that's what I have to say about abundance. Like people ask me, spend money. Ask yourself, why do you think you don't deserve this $5 thing? It just, you just, we just like make money so big. I also fucking hate that I said it about the Patreon. But like $10, $20, $50. Set a number that feels big and be like, I'm going to spend that on myself every single month. Put it into your budget and watch your money just get bigger. It's crazy. It just doesn't, it doesn't fucking exist. It isn't real. These limitations are your beliefs and crazy shit happens. Like I would run up my credit cards and then like some weird, uh, right around the time that I'm like, I really need to pay off these credit cards. Like some weird thing would happen where, some inheritance from some relative I didn't even know existed or whatever. It's always something fucking crazy like that. Cause it's not real. The game just like the game forms around what you say. And so when you say I like one day I'll be able to afford $5. No, you won't spend the $5 or like figure out where to get the, like today I'm going to find $5 and be serious about it. This other thing is we like everything becomes so abstract we make it so big and then it becomes so abstract. Pretend that you have to have $5. Someone's coming to your house right now. You have to come up with $5. Dig through your fucking couch. Go through, like, follow your intuition also. Because your intuition knows how to find these things and you find it. If you don't want to work that fucking job anymore, you want to take the summer off. You want to do this. You want to do this. Know that there is a solution to every problem out there and go find it. But we just accept this like it's this or that. It's not. It's what do you want? What do you want? You can have it. What do you want? I feel like such a fucking bitch right now. Um, I feel really weird about setting boundaries. This is what I'll do now. I'll spin out for the a week now because I had to tell somebody that I didn't like something that they were doing. So, And I'm not the only person who's like that. Most of us are like that because we had childhood trauma. 
So it's something to keep in mind when you're like knowingly trampling people's boundaries and then making them tell you that they didn't like it. That's kind of the position that you're putting in people in. I did want to circle back to the comment in uh, in Facebook because I didn't mean to make it sound. I don't know. I thought it was a productive conversation between a lot of people uh, expressing themselves. And I just think we're going to have a lot of that. I think it's going to be kind of awkward for us to learn how to be honest and for everyone to be doing exactly what they want to be doing when they want to be doing it. This is kind of like, um, hey, I knew I, I know I said we were going to hang out Friday, but like now I don't want to hang out Friday be, or today because I'm in this weird energy. And my friends who were like magic are like, cool, I get it. I'm pur You're purging tight. I got it, right? But like me uh, two years ago would have been like, what the fuck? This is my time. It's my private dad, 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 you know, just using myself as an example. I used to be really hung up on being late. I fucking hate being late. I feel like it makes me look like a flake. I feel like it's disrespectful to other people's stuff. But now time is a real challenge. And so I still don't enjoy being late, but I'm way more patient with other people that are late. I used to think passive aggressiveness was awful. Like I used to think uh, I have a relative who's passive aggressive and it just would like uh, it's just fucking with me. And now I'm like, oh, this is unchecked anxiety. This person is very anxious and they are like, they don't know that they're anxious. And so they're projecting out. And it's like, we have this ability now. Our, our vision is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we have the ability to understand each other in a way to where it's like, sometimes people confront me and I get triggered and I'm like, okay, why am I triggered? I'm triggered because I'm secretly afraid that this is true right here. But other than that, I can say that like 95% of this isn't my shit. And so uh, this is their shit and they're working out their shit in my reflection. And I've done that. And so I can say, hey, that's cool and kind of let it go. Does that make sense? I just, I see us moving into this new, like consciousness isn't going to be a fix all for all conflict. And if my times on psychedelics and higher dimensions are any indicator, I don't think we're ever without conflict. We're just like without the duality of right or wrong. And that's kind of what we're coming out of right now is just like needing to label things as one thing or the other, but understanding that like you said this to me because I'm a mirror for you, but you're also a mirror for me. And so you provided me this opportunity to kind of stand up for myself here, which I do get going back to the, the boundaries thing. It was like uncanny how many people have messaged me and said, if you want me to stop, you need to tell me to stop. And I'm like, do I? Uh, but yeah, I probably do. It's probably an opportunity, you know, that's a mirror being presented to me because it's so hard for me, you know? It's so hard for me and I, it's, it's not, it's not a virtue to make yourself small for the benefit of other people. It's not a virtue to make yourself uncomfortable for the benefit of other people. Um, we have to learn to be autonomous beings and to do things that feel right for us. And I don't mean like go trample all over other people's like space or feelings, you know, in the name of doing what's right for yourself, but like, you know, advocate for yourself. Love yourself. These are all opportunities for us to learn how to love ourselves. I hate this episode. Um, I am coming to the Pacific Northwest in March. <laughs> Time is so hard. I'm coming to Portland, Oregon. In case you thought I meant Portland, Maine, the Pacific Northwest, Portland, Maine. Um, Portland on the 12th of March. 
Tacoma on the 13th of March, Yakima on the 14th of March, and I'm working on Seattle on the 15th. I'm not sure if that's going to work out or not. Um, I'm going to be at the Skank Fest in Houston, the 27th and 28th, I think. I'm going to be in Cincinnati April 2nd through the 5th. That's all I got on my calendar right now. Some of those are my new hour. Some of those are just regular sets. Kind of depends on the audience. Um, Patreon is patreon.com forward slash. Um, I'm going to feel really weird if a bunch of you sign up for the $5 tier right now. Uh, it just is where the conversation I see it the most where people are like, once I hack abundance, and that's just not how you hack abundance. And um, I've I've told the story of like eating the two hundred dollar meal, and that burned out all of the this like it like set my chest on fire with like fear and anxiety about having wasted two hundred dollars. And then what happened was uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing went wrong. I was still able to pay my electric bill. I still had more money. And then I was like, oh shit, uh, you you make a move and then the universe has to follow. So you have to hold your shit together, which is kind of a challenge where, um, yeah, it's, it's like how you hack things is you step into it and then, and you have a showdown with reality where you're like, these are the new rules of reality. And reality's like, no, it's not. You're going to lose everything. And you're like, no, I'm not. And then reality goes, God damn it. You're the boss. So that's, that's kind of the thing that I'm getting at. But anyway, uh, for the people I just guilted into following me on Patreon, that's patreon.com forward slash Jessa Reed. $5 tier gets you two bonus episodes of Soberish. Um, $10 tier gets you those episodes of Soberish plus four readings, except for this month. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm still going to put out a bonus reading. And then um, the $20 tier has all of that. And then four lives where like Sunday nights, usually we get together and just have like a chat all together um, on YouTube uh, through Patreon on, um, for like an hour or whatever. I, uh, think I'm going to put this up real quick. Sorry. It's not my best work, but I wanted to cover some of those bases and I love you guys. And I'm really excited for everything that is happening and for it to continue happening and for it to, uh, continue to unfold. <laughs>